Welcome to Chatting with Chemeketa, the show where we talk about everything related to the college. Whether you're someone considering coming to Chemeketa, a current student, an alum, a member of the community, or part of our local business and industry, we've got you covered. I'm Jessica Howard, president of Chemeketa Community College. And I'm Les Wilgus, and today... We are celebrating spring in a summer kind of way because it's really hot. But um, anyway, it's a, it's a time that we all get us outside and uh, I guess do fun stuff. One of which is exploring uh, hospitality and viticulture of our wine program, as well as driving trucks. That's right, Les. That is absolutely right. Uh, joining us in the studio right now is Megan Jensen and Paul Davis. And these amazing folks at Chemeketa really know so much about tourism and about viticulture. And that's really what we're going to spend the first half of today talking about. And I can think of few things more fun than talking about wine and winemaking and how to maybe make more wine and then how to maybe drink more wine, and you, you, you get the idea. Um, and, of course, this is not just something that happens. It's a science, and it's a program of study, and it's a huge way that many people in the Mid-Willamette Valley make a living, and there's a whole tourism industry around it. I mean, this is really a rich vein to explore. So I'm really excited about today. Did you mean rich vein or rich vine? Uh-huh. Les. Sorry. I'm sorry. You're so good, Les. You're so good. So with that, I would love to turn it over to Paul and Megan. What can you tell us about viticulture and hospitality? Our wine studies program is the only one in the state of Oregon and that is currently operating. And we are the best, the best in the world, best probably. Right? That you probably, probably better than you, probably anything just in be, France, probably. Yeah. Yes. Oh, better than French. We oui, we. Oui. Oh, where were we at? <laughs> Starting with we're the talking best. about viticulture. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had some wine this morning? I was, I was oh. just going to say, and how not to drink wine <laughs> before you uh, before you uh, get on the radio <laughs> show. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so tell us about our viticulture program. We have a wine studies program, and it's located in the hills of West Salem in the Amity Eola AVA. And we are fortunate to have 50 acres of pristine grape-growing property in the West Hills. The program, we have an estate winery, which means we grow our own fruit, and then we also process that fruit into these beautiful blends of wine that our students make. And so we have uh, eight and a half acres of vineyard, and then we have an event center, a classroom, and space for our students to learn the art and science of winemaking. So when you say fruit, Paul, you mean grapes. I mean world-class grapes. So have we actually then won awards? We have indeed won many awards for our student-grown, student-made wines. San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition, the McMinnville Wine Competition, Savor Northwest, the Oregon Wine Awards, um, lots of different competitions. Mm -hmm. I believe a couple of years ago, there was an article, it was in some wine... um, publication or it was it was a tourism publication but it said it identified the top 20 uh, Pinot Noir wines in a given year in the Pacific Northwest and we made the list. Wow. We did. That's something out of how many? Did, did, oh. I mean, I mean, no, there was 
a billion? Yeah, a billion. I think maybe it might be two billion. But to make the top 20, and you know, with the score, I mean, it really was exceptional. And so that's when I immediately went and bought uh, several more bottles of that particular year's uh, Pinot Noir because I knew that it would um, essentially get bought up and that's exactly what happened really yeah the author of that article um the way they stated they were just very surprised that this pinot came from students who had um made sure it, made the one. would you say it's because of the year of the grapes you know that that kind of thing is that what made it this time or is it the year and the particular location and you know and you know, the way the moon was and all that kind of thing what, what uh, why, why would you think that it's what makes it so much different from one year to the next I've learned a lot about that over the last uh, four years working at the campus there every year is different they talk about some vintages like last year or the year before it was extremely hot right uh. last year we had a late spring we had a, a frost late in the year and it killed a bunch of the um, first buds right and so and then we didn't harvest until October and November last year so each year depending on the weather adds different uh, characteristics to the wine well and this is I'm assuming exactly what it means to be a student in the program right can you tell us what that looks like like let's say that I'm listening to this radio show and I think wow what an interesting field to go into what does this entail and what do I learn? Absolutely. So we have we have two tracks in the wine studies program. We have a vineyard management track and we have a winemaking track. So the vineyard management track, we're teaching students how to manage a vineyard. So teach them everything from how to prune the vines, uh, how to uh, determine what type of nutrients they need, pest scouting, um, how to calibrate a sprayer, different types of sprayers to use, and teach them how to grow this amazing fruit, right? And then the other track is our winemaking track. So vineyard students harvest the fruit that gets transferred over to our winemaking track, and that's where the whole process, that whole scientific process of converting this that, fruit is that, is that where they then take their shoes and socks off and start stomping, start stomping on, on it. You know, we, we have not done that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yes, I think we all thank yeah. <laughs> contribute our thanks. Yeah. So how long are these programs? They're about two years long to complete the associate degrees. Uh, we also have a certificate in the vineyard management, which is one year certificate. And then we also have a wine hospitality operations certificate, yeah. which is a one year certificate. And that was really developed between hospitality and our wine studies program to help meet the industry need for tasting room associates and managers uh, so it combines both 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 worlds now, on that topic I know that we have our own tasting room and that our facility there which is an incredibly have you ever been there Les? you know I, oh, no and I, and I gotta go oh it, it is you know, mo- it's, it is so it's like almost walking distance from my house it, it too. Is so beautiful. no excuse yeah but Megan I wonder if you could tell us about some of the special events that happened uh, at oh, that location yeah. yeah so we do have a tasting room it's open um, Thursdays and Fridays from 3 to 7 Saturdays from 12 to 5 so Les, I'm writing come this down, down for yep. Thursdays let, let's slow down Thursdays Thursdays 3 to 7 p.m. okay Fridays 3 to 7 p.m. And Saturdays, 12 to 5 p.m. So regular tasting hours there. You can do a flight, get a glass. We have some charcuterie platters and things. Um, We also are hosting a whole slew of community education classes. So trying to reach just 
our community in offering this sort of traditional paint and sip classes, charcuterie arranging, floral arranging, photography, yoga and wine. Um, the list kind of goes on and on. Uh, we are also doing our inaugural uh, summer music series. Oh. So we'll have a bunch of live music, uh, mostly on Saturdays, some Fridays, either on our patio or on the lawn. A few of those Saturdays, we'll have some food trucks there available. And this this summer, those concerts are all free. Wow. Nice. So we hope to get a huge chunk of the community out there. Because there is plenty of parking there. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. this is off of Dokes Ferry, it by is. the way. Yep. So, you know, if you're... 215 Dokes Ferry Road, yeah. huge parking lot. Um, lots of places to hang out. So, West Salem. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're excited yeah. to um, kind of get the community out there seeing what we're doing with our program and our event center and our tasting room. So the live, uh, live uh, bands planning to be like on Fridays and Saturdays? Uh, mostly or? Fridays and Saturdays, um, maybe okay. two or three a month. Our first free concert is going to be absolutely fabulous. It's possibly Irish. It's a live Irish band. They'll be out on the lawn and we'll have... Um, a barbecue food truck and a dessert food truck. So um, how does do, does one need to make a reservation to get in? How do you how do you prepare to come? One does not need to make a reservation. Although I there's a place for you to RSVP if you plan to come to one of these. So we have an idea, but you can just show up, claim your spot on the lawn, grab a glass of wine, uh, and wow. enjoy. And is yeah. this on the website that you can it's actually... It's all on our website, www.shemeketasellers.com. Oh, shemeketasellers.com. Shemeketasellers.com. So we have, our, we have a separate website for our tasting room. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's all listed there. And that's our label for the wine that the students make as well. You know, I, I had a question about that. Now, out of your students, would you say that there's a lot that are family members of winemakers in the area, that kind of thing, who are just learning to know more before they just continue the business? Or there's some people that are just fresh out of, you know, just, I want to learn about making wine. And what would you say? I would say all of the above. We, okay. we this last year, we had our first Oregon Promise student in our winemaking program. So that student is someone who had just graduated from high school and moved on into the wine making program. We also have folks who have worked in, tech. well, tech, a lot of tech. Oh, tech uh, people. Folks, okay. Yeah, like Intel, Google, other programs like that, that they're, they've retired and they've moved to Oregon, have purchased a piece of land, or maybe they purchased a vineyard that was already established and they want to learn about this process. Yeah, actually, you know, our average student age at Chemeketa is around 26, but at EOLA, it's significantly higher really? I think because of that sort of um, adult what I would call a little bit you know later in life clientele um, mm-hmm. that is linked to property ownership or whatnot or second career yes. that yeah. kind of thing the other neat thing is uh, a lot of our students will do both degrees right they'll do the vineyard side to understand that process and then they'll also move into the winemaking side as well oh, Oregon sure, has a lot of boutique wineries right the smaller Right. Yeah, sure. So I think you mentioned before how long the programs were, right? We've got a um, the two-year programs and then we've got the one-year certificate. Correct. Right, for, is that the, vid- is that the vineyard management? Vineyard management is a one-year certificate okay. and a two-year degree. And a two-year degree. And a two-year degree. The wine study, or excuse mm-hmm. me, the winemaking mm-hmm. program is a two-year degree. Okay. And then the hospitality is a uh, the wine hospitality certificate and is I'm a ass- one year. So I'm assuming, like, let's say you do the two-year in either one of these or both, whatnot, mm-hmm. and then you go out into 
you know, industry and you're doing um, that work. And then let's say you want to build upon that. I'm assuming that would be the perfect kind of scenario to then go into Chemeketa's brand new applied baccalaureate in leadership and management. Uh So in other words, my my point here being these two-year career and technical education programs are not necessarily the end of an education pipeline and they could be the beginning so absolutely and there's a lot of positive energy around the two the applied baccalaureate degree within within those industries if you have any questions about viticulture vineyard management or our hospitality program which happens to be entirely online and complements the programs we've talked about today please write to us at chatter at chemeketa.edu and we'll answer your questions through email or on an upcoming show. So I just want to thank Megan and Paul for your expertise and your commitment to students in our community. It's time to take a quick break, but afterwards we will just stay here with Paul. And I'm still interested in how you're going to connect wine and truck driving together, but we'll be back in 30 seconds. Chemeketa Community College's popular BOLT program is returning this summer. If you will be graduating in 2023 or will be a senior this fall, Chemeketa is offering free college classes, including complimentary textbooks, during the upcoming summer term. This program, called BOLT, consists of five-week intensive classes and starts on June 26th. Don't miss your opportunity to get a head start on college. Email college credit now at chemeketa.edu or call 503-399-5239 for more information. Welcome back to Chatting with Chemeketa. I'm so excited to introduce again Paul Davis, who is not only a dean related to our tourism and wine studies program, but also the man over commercial truck driving or CDL, which is um, the license for uh, truck driving, which is an incredibly exciting program at Chemeketa. Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm tempted to, you know, sing On the Road Again or uh, <laughs> what's that, the, the, the song about oh. the... What is that song? Convoy. That's it, Mighty oh, Convoy. No. Oh, no. You got a Mighty Convoy. Oh. But I won't. But I'm not going to do it. Oh, I'm not going to do it because that would be bad. Welcome back, Paul. Thank you. Just finished chatting with uh, Megan and Paul about uh, why making portion uh, of this program now. Paul, you're going to tell us a little bit about. And we have met before. Yes. Uh, back in the infancy of the about know, four years Chimacula ago. KMUZ, um uh, interactions. Tell us whatever you got to say. Yeah, what is this program, Paul? What is this program? So we're tying it to wine, right? Just a little bit, right? So the wine needs to get from the winery to the um, shop uh, drinkers consumer. <laughs> the consumer. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, uh, truck driving, CDL. Transportation, logistics, I mean, all ties back to wine as well, right? You have to transport transport products. Uh, but our CDL program, there was, uh, we started a diesel program at Chemeketa a few years ago. And as part of those conversations, CDL training came up, always came to the surface all the time, all the time. So we uh, did some investigations into that and started a CDL program uh, for our region because there's not a... Uh, training provider here in the Salem area. 
And so um, that was the inception or the idea for our program. We started our program right before COVID hit. I know. And then it's then we had to put it on pause. Uh, however, um, we have restarted our program, and uh, fortunately this year we received a cra- training contract uh, with one of our local uh, workforce development boards, and we've been able to train uh, a significant number of students this year. They say you get to put it on pause for a while because of uh, virus scene. How long? Yeah. How long was it on pause? We were on pause for almost two years. Wow! Yeah, yeah. the The six foot social distancing requirement it was very challenging. Yeah, because um, a lot of the, or maybe most, if not, I think most of the training occurs in the cab of the truck. Absolutely. So you've got an instructor in there, and you've got what up to maybe three students three or so. Students, yes. So you're in really that. That's your class, yeah. right? So it's pretty close proximity. Yeah. Well, so so if a student, uh, how much of first of all, how long is the program? Excellent. Our, we start a program once a month. It's 160 hours. So we train for 40 hours a week for four weeks. Well, that's, yeah, that's quicker than I thought it was. For some reason, I thought it was longer, but that's nice. Yeah. Well, and, and how much of that is in a classroom before you even get in the truck? We are typically in the classroom about four hours before students get into the truck. Isn't that incredible? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So we do. We try to get them in the vehicle and become uh, familiar with it as as quick as possible. And typically, within the first two days, they're on the road driving. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. What do they have to do to um, get the license? Ooh, that's a loaded question. Going right to the meat of the of the <laughs> yeah, issue. Yeah, let's find out. Yes. So initially, you have to study the CDL manual that the Oregon Department of Transportation puts out, and you have to take three tests and get your permit. Okay. Once you pass those three tests, you also have to have a physical, uh, Department of Transportation physical. When you pass the three tests and the physical, DMV will issue you a permit for one year. Okay. Or for up to a year, I should say. Uh, some permits may only be six months, depending on on health uh, factors that that go. And then into that. the permit is good for a year. What do you do during that first year then to get the license? Excellent question. <laughs> There was a federal law passed uh, right before COVID, and then it was extended because of COVID and and things like that. But you have to have a theory portion where you have, like, book work, right, a lecture portion of a class. You have to have yard work, so training in a yard, you know, learning your backing, shifting, those things, and then over-the-road portion of your training as well. And so we, we do all three of those in those 160 hours, and upon completion of the 160 hours, you go and do a physical drive test with a third-party tester. And when you pass that, you go back to DMV and uh, show them your paperwork and get your CDL. Oh, good. And, and so, um, and you mentioned also physical. Yes. Pass a physical. A physical some, exam. Some doctor, you know, a doctor physical or just. Yes. Uh, uh, you you know, go what, to a medical provider. What um, would be something that might keep someone from qualifying other than being a coma um say say you (laughs) or is it (laughs) you if you fall asleep oh like narcolepsy narcolepsy Narcolepsy, sure yeah that's gonna probably limit you from driving a seizures i'm sure probably absolutely right yeah Mm -hmm. so and those are all things like if, if you if you have sleep apnea 
right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those those are reasons why you might have a three month permit or a six month permit, depending on your health. Hmm. Okay. And they have all these ratios. I learned I learned a lot about it myself because I went through the process to earn my CDL because I wanted to know what it was like for a student to as we were building this program, and so. Um, I learned a lot from the, the the doctor that gave me my physical. He was they they measure your neck circumference and then your waist circumference, and there's a ratio there that. Oh if really? It, if it exceeds a okay. certain threshold, you have to have a sleep test and so forth. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Well, and one of the most exciting things I think about this CDL is that it is in such demand out there. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about that? And what what does it mean for someone to emerge with a CDL, having gone through our 160-hour program? How how quickly do they get hired, and what's the salary like, and all those good things? Those are those are great questions. So there are so many different types of job within the transportation and logistics industry, right? And we have a lot of partners here in the Salem area. Um, if you want over the road trucking, so leaving the state, going down to California, Idaho. Um, so we partner with May Trucking. They um, they'll take our students right out of right out of class. Um, and put them with one of their trainers for a couple weeks before they go solo uh, on on um, on jobs. Uh, we also have like local bark boys. Uh, they do they deliver oh, yeah. locally, right? I love that place. I, well, yeah, I got it all the time. So, <laughs> but if you want to be home every night, that might be a great option for you. Sure, right? Or if you have kids and um, but material handling is another huge. Um, uh, industry, construction industry, right? Moving gravel and and so um, Jessica's saying, yeah. know, what, what kind of money are we talking well, about here? And, you know, great question. The, we let's get to the meat of the matter. <laughs> um, many of our 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 students will start out at twenty five dollars an hour or more right yeah. after that one hundred and sixty mm-hmm. hours of training. Right, uh, one of our very first. Or actually, our first graduate. Um, I love the story because he 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 started working for Franz Bread Company. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. And um, his job was twenty nine dollars and three cents an hour. Wow! Like right yeah, out of nice. the gate. Right out yeah. of the gate. And didn't he get a bonus, a signing bonus? Yeah, signing as bonus well? as well. A couple of loaves of bread. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So there's 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 a you can make. And, and career ladders are definitely within uh, different companies as well, right? You can go on and get your hazmat, your tanker endorsements, um, oh. and, you know, get into riskier loads. You know, those are going to pay more, but you obviously have to put your time. You can maybe become an ice road trucker. That's yeah. right. Well, you know, it's, it's I, I have a hard time even coming up with... Um, you know, options to make a career change in four weeks that would result in this kind of a salary. Yeah. You know, it really is um, a tremendous opportunity for folks out there. Absolutely. I have, uh, here's a question. What's the hardest part about learning to drive a big rig, Paul? Oh. <laughs> Can women do it? Absolutely. Now, was that a setup? <laughs> that was a setup. <laughs> and maybe in conjunction with that, is sure. there a height uh, requirement? Mm. You know, I've not come across that. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Now go ahead with the toughest thing. The hardest thing. I think I'm going to speak from my experience. Um, I've driven manuals my whole life. and Manual transmission. Manual transmission vehicles, right? And our semis, you have this special feature called a double clutch. 
and it's a little different. So that for me was very challenging to to understand how the double clutch worked, right? You clutch it to take it out of gear, and then you push the clutch again to put it into gear. And you have to have your RPMs at the right level and all those things. So that, that to that me was very challenging. Is that what the two clutches do? One to in, one out? or It's no. the same clutch. It's the same clutch. You push it in. Oh, you're double clutching. Double clutching I thought the clutch. there was two clutches. No. All my life, I thought it was two clutches. So oh. your leg will be just like shaking. Ah, yes, I am. <laughs> your leg will be shaking after the first <laughs> hour in the vehicle, right? Because it is—it's a lot of, lot of in and out, and it's not as easy as a pickup mm. truck, right? Yeah. But the other thing that I gained so much respect for these uh, truck drivers is just visibility. Uh, when you're that high and you have a big hood in front of you, cars disappear. And they're oh, still yeah. there. And giving them that distance to slow down. Like, you see signs all over the place, give truckers distance, right? Um, there's a reason for that. Yeah. You know, I'm curious then, because I rented a van this past week, and then one of the little features is, as you're in your side view mirror, there's a little triangle light that goes on when there's a car in your blind spot, which yes. basically means don't go that lane. Correct. Do they have that kind of thing with trucks now? Yes, the technology is, is definitely improving um they have um you know the radar uh, cruise control radar uh and they'll also have the the brakes where if a vehicle stops in front of you that the, these new rigs will just stop mm-hmm. on a dime without you know avoid uh what is it collision avoidance systems mm-hmm. definitely paul what about you know i know that with the technology now since mm-hmm. you bring that up um, that we're moving, you know, slowly but surely to, to driverless vehicles. Yes. What's the future of uh, someone who gets trained in this way? Yeah, I I think, and there's been lots of articles written on this, right? Because, you know, driverless vehicles between here in California, here in Arizona, those are long, long distances, right? And you have driver fatigue and so forth. So jobs may change, but they're going to have these big facilities where these vehicles will will pull up to, and then you got to get the product from that facility maybe to a distribution warehouse. So there is going to be uh, still a need for drivers for sure. How much do we need truck drivers? Well, job you know, demand. The job market. You know, are, are we really suffering with um, with not having enough oh, truck yes. drivers? Oh, Absolutely. Yes. yes. And and the pandemic actually amplified that. Uh, need for drivers. Yeah. There's a huge need, I think, nationwide, and of course, in our area, because of the significance of I-5, it's a huge sector for us in terms of just industry and workforce. Absolutely, I absolutely. Um, so, how do people apply to the program, Paul? We have a obviously there's an application process, right? And you have to have your permit. So that process I talked about before, you need to have that before you get into the program. Um, but you fill out fill out the application for our program, submit your permit, and uh, we will then add you to uh, one of the upcoming classes uh, down the road. So does the student just go right to a certain web page and it sh- tells them all that stuff, including the permit piece? Absolutely. So on on, on Chemeketa's website, if you even if you just Google Chemeketa CDL or Chemeketa truck driving, it'll come up with our uh, website and on there there's an apply button mm-hmm. and it'll give you all the information you need to um, fill out the application. You can either do it online or uh, print off a an application as well. 
Well, Paul, this is super exciting. It, it, it meets an incredibly important workforce need. Um, there are lots of folks out there who are interested in short-term training that leads to good-paying jobs. Absolutely. This is a perfect example of that. Um, and so I, I'm just really excited about it. And ex- um, let me just ask you this really quickly. Okay. How many trucks do we have? We have two trucks, and we have a third one coming, I would say, in the next eight months. Okay. So even if uh, if you're out there and uh, you're driving around in your own vehicle, you may see our Chemeketa-branded trucks, and you Absolutely. know what's going on. So, What um, color are they? What color are they? Yeah. They're white. White. Okay. Nothing but it's but it, they're heavily branded. It's okay. it's really wonderful because it's a, it, it reflects the partnerships that we have. Yes. But uh, anyway, thank you so much, Paul. Absolutely. What what a great program, and it's I think it's really really interesting for everyone. If you want to know more about what we've been talking about, be sure to email us at chatter at chemeketa.edu. You can also send us comments about the show or suggestions for future topics. Again, that email address is chatter at chemeketa.edu. Thanks for tuning in today, and we hope you will join us again for our next exciting episode. Same chat time, same chat channel. I'm Les Wilgus. And I'm Jessica Howard. Bye. Bye. Are you ready to start a new career path? In just nine months, you can complete a certificate in dental assisting at Chemeketa Community College. There is a great demand for trained dental assistants in our area, and starting wages are very competitive. What are you waiting for? Visit go.chemeketa.edu dental and find your pathway at Chemeketa Community College.